Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go, ready to roll. It is a Wednesday, Game 3 of the Finals. Nuggets Heat tonight live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. We're stacked today, absolutely stacked. I swear, I I am reading all the pearl clutching by the sports media, the golf media, J-Mac. I don't think those people have ever actually won a business. I would guess no. Yeah, they're lobbing grenades. They don't have any idea how the world works. Yeah. A couple of us up here have run businesses. Yeah, it's it's hard, and there's decisions, and you do business with lots of different people, and um, crazy. So I want to I want to start with that. So as of this morning, and I know a, a percentage of you are uncomfortable with this, but the PGA Golf is run now by a Saudi Arabian investment fund. You got a problem with that? Because the biggest companies, advertisers for golf, they do business with Saudi Arabia. You got a problem with that? (laughs) There's been tournaments, European tour, with authoritarian governments. By the way, I used to work for ESPN. Do you know the first company that owned ESPN? Getty Oil. Oil business. Dealt with the Middle East, the pearl clutching. Some of you, some of you media peeps, ever run a business? Not everything's perfect. It's hard. Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson left. They needed their stars back. I saw, I saw a headline today by a golf writer. Pro golf will never be the same. What is it other than tax exempt? What is golf? Let me describe golf for you. Augusta National. They run the Masters. The USGA runs the U.S. Open. The PGA of America runs the PGA Championship, not to be confused with the PGA. That's different than the PGA of America. 
The RNA Golf Club runs the British Open, and uh, the Ryder Cup is jointly run. I mean, says this is like Bitcoin. Who's got shares? You thought NFT was confusing. Golf is boxing with a four iron, convoluted, weirdly managed, hanky wonky. Who knows who runs this stuff? Maybe the Saudi Arabian investment firm unifies it. Alan Shipnuck, a great golf writer, talked about this yesterday, the sanctimony being lobbed by all the purists. The European PGA Tour would have gone out of business a long time ago if it was not hosting its biggest money events in Saudi Arabia, Qatar, United Arab Emirates, Turkey, China. Uh, that, that tour stayed in business in these playing in these these places with autocratic governments and um it's always been a factor in in the sports world i mean you mentioned the epl i mean half of those teams in the english premier league are now owned by saudi arabia or other middle eastern interests and uh so it always felt a little hollow and a little sanctimonious now the tour's biggest sponsors coca-cola FedEx, Morgan Stanley, they all do business in Saudi Arabia. They have for a long time. Um, so the lines got very blurry. The Masters, the U.S. Open, get TV ratings. The British Open, hit and miss, starts too early in the morning for many of you. And the PGA Championship depends on who wins it. But I mean, it's always been a hodgepodge of management in golf. Hopefully now it can be unified. But the bigger picture is I can't keep track of some of your morals and sanctimony. So let me, let me get this straight. You don't care who makes your iPhone. You don't care who makes your sports shoes you're wearing for your kids, your sports apparel. You don't care about the apps on your smartphone. And you apparently don't care that your government has relationships as Saudi Arabia is our number two trading partner. None of that matters to you. Where you draw a line is golfers the hell what what are you talking about even rory mcelroy little egg on his face today little bit of an idealist even he admitted this morning golf's going to be better funded it's going to be better it's hard to it's hard for me to not sit up here and feel somewhat like a sacrificial lamb and you know feeling like i've put myself out there and this is what happens. Again, removing myself from the situation, I see how this is better for the game of golf. There's no denying that. But for me as an individual, yeah, I. there's just going to have to be conversations that are had. Yes, you're going to have to pay like a fee to Rory McIlroy and a Brooks Kepka and a Phil Mickelson for them to show up to your tournament and Phil Mickelson has talked about that, and Greg Norman, who was a rock star, have talked about that for 10 to 15 to 20 years. It's not a new thing. But before you start pearl clutching and telling me about your morals, TikTok from China, Twitter owned largely not just by Elon Musk, but Saudi Arabia, government's number two trading partner, sports apparel, sports shoes, you wear them, your kids wear them, your favorite team wears them. That doesn't bother you, nor does it with our government. You draw the line at golfers. Because it never bothered you that the biggest sponsors had relationships in the Middle East. That never bothered you. But the individual golfer, that is the line. Come on. Golf's probably, probably better today and better funded, certainly. 
All right, so uh, game three tonight, Nuggets and the Heat. And uh, the, the two groups in America that are just, for me, non-starters. I, I just I literally, I will not listen to anything two groups in America ever have to say. Election deniers and the NBA is rigged. There are no two bigger groups of weirdos than those groups. The elections aren't rigged and the NBA isn't either. How do I know that? Because in the last 12 years, if Denver wins the championship, here are the NBA champs. Mavericks in a football town, Raptors in Canada, Spurs, Milwaukee Bucks, Cleveland, and maybe Denver. And oh, by the way, the Warriors' first title was in 2015. That was their first in 45 years. I remember the Rick Barry teams. I remember uh, the Clifford Ray, Jeff Mullen... <laughs> Yes, J-Max looking at me. What is he talking about? I remember that. Some of the first basketball I watched, most of you don't. They were not a big franchise. They were not a national team before Steph Curry. Okay, so you can say, what about the Warriors? What about them? They just happened to stumble upon Steph Curry. But their first championship in 2015, they were not a big brand. So if Denver wins, over half the last 12 winners are non-traditional powers. No Celtics. Lakers was in the bubble. No Chicago Bulls, no New York Knicks, no Philadelphia 76ers. Listen, for the record, if you were a seedy referee or a degenerate gambler and wanted to rig basketball, you'd do college basketball because 90% of the games are not on television and nobody would know and the players are mostly college kids and they're broke. You could buy them off. But Denver and Miami are proving that excellent coaching staffs, not just the head coach, excellent coaching staffs, Drafting smartly, Jokic went in the second round, player development, demanding players are accountable, solid supporting cast, and two great playoff performers, Jimmy Butler and Jokic. These are the two best teams. And I do wonder if the two best teams are coming down to one clear reality. In the first two games, Miami has gotten an inordinate amount, a bizarre amount of what the NBA terms analytically as wide open threes. 16 in game one and 10 in game two. Game one, they couldn't hit them. Game two, they did. That is a high, a bizarrely high number of wide open threes. 26 in two games. And my guess, teams generally shoot a little better at home if they hit them tonight and get them tonight, Miami wins tonight and winner of game three, I think, wins the wins the wins any series about 60-65% of the time. I still think Denver is better. But the election is rigged crowd and the NBA is rigged crowd are two groups I'm just not interested whatsoever in listening to. Denver is a football city. Miami is a transient city. They don't support most sports outside of the Miami heat. The hockey team, the football team, the college teams, they don't really get universal support, annual support. These are the teams that have earned their way there. All right. It is great to have you in today. The golf stuff is, I, I tell you, I don't talk a lot of golf, although I like watching the majors, but um, an investment fund uh, in Saudi Arabia now essentially runs the sport and Rory McIlroy was totally honest we're better funded it's better for the sport they were leaking <clears throat> oil so to speak 
on the PGA Tour. Sponsors were bailing. They wanted their stars. They got them back. In every other entertainment business, and golf is entertainment too, stars drive the bus. They lost Brooks Kepka. They lost Phil Mickelson. Be one thing if Tiger was still in his prime. Maybe you don't do it. That golden goose is over. Tiger's not dependable. Brooks and Phil Mickelson are the two guys, along with Rory McIlroy, that get me to a TV set. Now all three are conjoined. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So one of the reasons I don't talk a lot of NBA during uh, when it starts in October, November, December, January, February, March is it's fool's gold. Uh, first of all, football's king. I stay on that. Uh, and then in March, I go 
take a vacation or two, talk some college basketball, and then I kind of dive into the NBA heavily in April and May and then early June, which is where we are now. And one of the reasons I do that is because I think uh, sports talk is NBA sports talk in October, November, December, January, February is the cotton candy of our industry. No substance, uh, no nutritional value. Uh, It's fool's gold. All the time wasted the last 10 years talking about Westbrook, Harden, John Morant in the regular season means nothing in May and June. Zippo. Jimmy Butler matters when the NBA matters. Late April, May, and early June. Nick Wright and I discussed this. Is he one of the top five players yesterday on the show? How could anyone argue that when it comes to the postseason, they would rather have Joel Embiid? That they would rather have any of those other guys who have shown have not shown the ability to raise their game in these moments? And so, if Jimmy Butler is not a top five player in basketball, fine. Is he a top five playoff player? Absolutely he is. If you can only have an 82-game guy like a James Harden or a 16-game guy like Jimmy Butler, obviously Jimmy Butler's more valuable. For the record, television ratings in the NBA indicate it's that 16-game part that you actually watch much more than the 82-game part. And Butler's like a really good accountant. He's available to you all year, but you really need him in April. Jimmy Butler, to me, in a game seven or a big series is a top five player in the NBA. And Jimmy Butler matters when the NBA really matters. No cotton candy here. It's all substance. All substance. All real calories with Jimmy Butler. That's why it's easy to root for Miami. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I like to be positive. I, uh, inside the building, uh, I am known as optimistic Uncle Colin. I like to take the positive sides. I've tried with the Green Bay Packers to be very positive uh, in regards to Jordan Love taking over for Aaron Rodgers. But I saw another headline yesterday. (laughs) Matt LaFleur says Jordan Love has made some really significant strides this week. Like literally strides? Like he's running and he's his strides are... I have never sold my stock on a football team in an OTA faster than I'm selling Green Bay's now. So here's the last four headlines that we basically have on Jordan Love. Remember this one, March 28th? We all have to kind of... Temper expectations for Jordan Love. We do? I don't even have high expectations. You want me to temper my mediocre ones? Remember the next headline? May 23rd. Matt LaFleur on Jordan Love. A lot of good things. A lot to clean up. Really? It's year four. He's not even playing in games regularly. What's there to clean up? Footwork? It's year four. The next headline, June 1st, David Bakhtiari defends Packers are entering a rebuild and switch from Aaron to Jordan Love. Yes, David Bakhtiari said June 1st, we are in a rebuild. This is not a rebuild roster or a rebuild coach. If it's in a rebuild, it means Jordan Love is not very good. It's a good roster. 
It's a good coaching staff. It's a good up front office. It is. And uh, we got any more headlines here? Oh, June 6th, Matt LaFleur says Jordan Love has made significant strides in OTAs. Significant? <laughs> um, listen, the NFL has pivoted to a one-way-to-win league. you got to be really good at quarterback. And the Packers don't have one, apparently. I saw this story this morning when I came in. Green Bay Packer fans are reacting to rookie Sean Clifford outdueling Jordan Love during practice. That's the fifth headline. Thank God Green Bay's in a division with the Bears. Thank God they're in the NFC. And thank God their schedule early in the NFL is littered with tomato cans. So I went and looked at the Packers' schedule and let me tell you, I came up with six wins based on those five headlines. I think they'll win early in week two at Atlanta. They'll beat New Orleans and Vegas. And then I think they go on an eight or nine game losing streak. I'll give them a win over Tampa, Carolina, and hosting Chicago late. But folks, I'm just reading the headlines. You start looking, I, 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 I'll give them some early wins. But that the middle of that schedule, at Denver, Minnesota, just look at the quarterbacks you face. Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff. There's a lot of L's there. So um, I think we're going into uh, what the Packers were in the 80s, kind of irrelevant. Uh, they uh, don't have a great quarterback. It's increasingly a quarterback league. This is not a time when if you had, you know, 10, 15 years ago, great running back and great defense, you could be a dominating team. Those days are over. So I looked this morning. I'm moving to 6-11 and 11 with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I was trying to be very positive, very positive. I got them at six wins this morning. I went to the schedule, and I don't think that's negative. I'm, I'm doing that based on... On five different headlines. Okay. Do you remember we talked about this when Brady left the Patriots? Yeah. Okay. Belichick had to pivot to Cam Newton, then he got Mac Jones, and we'll see. Are we talking about a major wasteland here for the Packers? Like going forward, they're going to just they're not going to be able to find a friend because they're not their defense is good enough. They're not going to be like a three win team. No, this is a a good B B plus roster. There's a lot. They have elite corner. A great young safety, Rashawn Gary, an emerging star at receiver, a star running back. Balkhtiari is a top three tackle. Their O lines are always good. A winning coach, an offensive coach. Well, a winning coach with Aaron Rodgers. And I do wonder how much did Watson look awesome with Rodgers last year? Is Watson going to look a little ordinary? Like defenses don't have to defend love the way they did Rodgers. Like Rodgers can kill you over the top with precision and perfect passes. All the Jordan Love highlights we keep running for the last three months is dink and dunk, yak em. I First of all, it's not a free agent market. They don't have an owner, which we've always like, we always undersold that. They do not have an owner. They don't have an owner to get on the phone with an agent. They don't have an owner to get go to the front office and say, I want that. I'm going to overpay for that. Like Stan Kroenke did with the Rams with Matt Stafford. Stan Kroenke told me he was on a tarmac. He got a call from Les Snead and, and Sean McVay. He was going overseas. He's on a tarmac. And they're like, Matt Stafford. We, and he said, go for it. 
They don't have that. Everything's got to go through a meeting. It's not a free agent market. It's not an attractive market mostly for pro athletes. It's a small, it's not even a city. It's a small town. Well, it's got a couple hotels and a steakhouse. There's not much to it. Well, not everybody loves a big city. A a small towns pro- can be attractive. For you and I with kids, a lot of pro athletes, they want to have fun. They like to go to the big cities. It's why L.A. is very attractive to pro athletes. They like stuff to do. Green Bay's great if, if you uh, you know if you're a middle school teacher and your kids you're safe it's wonderful the Packers pro athletes are young and wealthy and they they what about summers in Sheboygan uh, isn't that amazing <laughs> I've heard it I've is. heard good uh, Sheboygan is. is a city in, in Wisconsin yes. right? no Wisconsin Dells it's gorgeous the Wisconsin Dells there it's Wisconsin's beautiful what is that like a lake yeah. or something yeah, a, a, a department well, store well, <laughs> what's going on here? I, I, all I read about I always see Packers guys riding their bikes in the downtown and getting ice cream and they're really <laughs> one with the community the, a lot of people love that why are you laughing are you're, the, you're the, Mr. Middle uh, Middle America aren't you yeah I fly over it all the time <laughs> is wisconsin dell's a department store i, I don't know I people in wisconsin if they're listening laugh at uh, that. No, i've that never was been funny. there tell me what is it just look it up it's called google it's a search app okay, okay. all right S- a search engine be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon eastern 9 a.m pacific on fox sports radio fs1 and the iheart radio app Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Jets play in the Hall of Fame game, which, uh, you know, people like that thing. That's the first game of the year, like August 2nd or 3rd. Jets are playing in it. So they've canceled um, one of their mini camps. And uh, I, I will tell you this. I love football. I think football practice is mythology and overrated. Uh, Sean McVay, years ago, said, I'm not going to play any of my starters in the preseason. And people freaked out. Sean McVay has coached in 20 September games. He's 16 and four. 16 and four. Exhibition season, useless. All mythology. Zero effect on winning. By the way, you know who's won 23 straight preseason games? The Ravens. They have one playoff win during that streak. And no franchise has been more injury riddled during that streak than the Ravens. It's harm's way. Football practice, think about college. So in college, you have 19-year-olds, not 27-year-old men. You have kids. You lose a 30-year roster every year to, like, graduation or NFL or, you know, new scholarship players. 18-year-old, 19-year-old guys. You have limits on practice, 17 hours a week because of the NCAA. And yet on Labor Day, with no warm-up games, you got to go play. And in that time, Nick Saban has won 28 straight games in September. The best coach has won the most games. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Practice is not always irrelevant, but OTAs, a lot of it's mythology. Preseason, if I was commissioner, I would get rid of it. I'd have more joint practices. The, the only time I'm into OTAs is when, like, for instance, because it's such a quarterback-driven sport, if you have a rookie quarterback, Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud, Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young, I think OTAs are very important for those quarterbacks. Or you have a quarterback who is a first-year starter, Green Bay. He's also got two really talented rookie tight ends. Jordan loves the new quarterback. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs are young, emerging players. I think the Packers OTAs are really, really important. But uh, I, I've always thought all this talk about practice, all this talk about OTAs, all this junk about preseason, college football with kids and limitations on practice. These are not professionals, even though they have NIL now. They're not professionals. They don't have any practice games. I watch every Labor Day weekend. There's great college football. I can't tell. Look like they're well-schooled and well-coached to me. I can't tell. Uh, I saw this story. The, um, there's two different takes on the LeBron-Kyrie story. Here is one take. A guy I know, Bill Ryder, he works for CBS. Uh, he has a source saying this is what LeBron does. He can't help himself. Uh, you know, there's there's a lull in play, and, and LeBron and his camp want to make news. Uh, it's not going to happen. It's preposterous. 
Here's another take. Zach Lowe is a podcaster. He says, I don't think the door is shut completely. Just because it doesn't happen this summer, Kyrie to the Lakers, doesn't mean it can't ever happen. I don't think that door is closed, said uh, Zach Lowe of ESPN, who's a popular podcaster. But is part of it this. If you're going to space out the games 72 hours of nothing to talk about, this is what happens. Football has always been brilliantly constructed. Sunday games, we talk about it Monday. Monday games, we talk about it Tuesday. Wednesday, we talk about college football. Thursday night game. Friday, we talk about it. Wednesday's your sort of day off to take a deep breath, go out with the fam, go out with your wife. Then by Thursday night, you got to watch the games. Even the way they do it on Sunday in the NFL with the European games, a game at 6 a.m. Pacific, then games 10 a.m. Pacific, then games 1 to 1 15 Pacific, and then Sunday night football. They don't give you time for anything other than football. The NBA, the last time the Nuggets and the Heat played was a 5 o'clock Pacific Sunday. They don't play again until tonight. So you leave this open, and guys like LeBron and, and the agents and the reporters are going to poke and prod, and stories like this develop. Uh, a lot of this is, and I've seen this with the World Series before, when they have the World Series in October and the NBA season starts, the college football season's underway, the NFL season's well underway, and you have two and three days in between games. We lose attention. We just lose track where the games go. You play back-to-back-to-back-to-back in baseball during the regular season. Why don't you play back-to-back-to-back-to-back during the playoffs in the World Series? Why are you leaving openings for the media to lose attention? doesn't make any sense. So I do think the reason Kyrie and LeBron makes a little sense because it could benefit both teams. Kyrie is what the Lakers need. Another great shooter. And Dallas is sort of trapped. They don't want Kyrie for four years, but who's going to play with Luka? Porzingis didn't work. Brunson's gone. Kyrie didn't work well. They're running out of options. Will Luka be the first star, as J-Mac pointed out yesterday, who moves on? Who says, I I can make my money up in shoes. I can make my money other places. I'm not playing here. So I I don't think Dallas is desperate. But if you don't want to sign Kyrie to a four-year deal, could you appease Kyrie Irving by getting him LeBron for two years? It's something I think it's worth thinking about. Now, the other argument is LeBron just moved to L.A. Why would he move uh, to Dallas? He wouldn't have to move to Dallas. It's called a Gulf Stream. He could watch his son's home games, Bronny at USC. LeBron no longer plays 82 games. He plays closer to 52 You can work out the schedule, give him two and three day rest periods where he can go back home, go see his son play for the Trojans. But I think there's something there. I don't think it's going to happen. But I think any time a situation benefits both parties, you've got to think about it. And I think they are. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Uh, Ryan Rosillo, my buddy, podcast host at The Ringer. By the way, you and I, I don't think you and I have talked about that, and I know it's a very serious subject, but um, I, uh, I, my, my takeaway on this stuff is I, I think I was too preachy as a talk show host in my 20s and 30s. I was too preachy, and I think once I had kids, I've realized I don't know squat. Life's become very gray. Uh, I don't have to agree with every decision you or I make, but you make it for your taxes and your life and your family. <laughs> I mean, I, we, well, I have a family. You, ha- you, know, you have your guys. So you tell me, what was your takeaway on what happened yesterday? <laughs> Uh, I was, I wasn't even remotely surprised. You know, I, I look, I'm very aligned with you on, you know, if you're going to be somebody who is going to knock everybody else for some kind of connection, then you better have all of your stuff buttoned up and that you're never, ever going to expose yourself to being a hypocrite later on. Like if you want to be really preachy, then okay, go ahead do it. But I guarantee I can find something that makes you really inconsistent with the stuff that you're saying publicly. So, um, I, you know, I, I really like, it was just, it was, it was one of those things in the beginning where it's like, wait a minute. So you're pro live golf. So that means dot, dot, dot. And you're like, no, that's not what I said. That's not what I said. What I'm saying is, is that it seems to be that business trumps everything yeah. and it happened again. And to act like it's any, like to act like this is some surprise. And then what you're going to do your 10 minutes on it. You're going to say bad things are bad. Okay, cool. You win. Awesome monologue. I'm not even talking about you, you know, like, oh, bad things are bad. All right. Awesome. What, what's, what's in the B block? So I don't really look at this thing. I wasn't remotely surprised that this is what happened at the end because this is what always happens. And that's why when it happened in the beginning, I didn't really have some aggressive take about it uh, because I felt like this was so predictable and it's exactly what we all thought. So you came out. It's, it's interesting on the John Morant situation. We were talking this morning, and I said it's actually worse that he his camp now said it's a toy gun. And I'm like, wait, time out. So now you're just joking about the situation. <laughs> like now if I was a parent and I grounded my kid and they mocked me and laughed about it, I'd be more upset. But your takeaway is, I think, a valid one that you think, by and large, fans – get crazy on suspensions and John Morant falls into that. Yeah, we are punishment obsessed. I mean, there's there's <laughs> some correlation, a thing that we just talked about, right? Um, you know, I remember like every time somebody got busted for weed, the first thing you would do is be like, okay, well, this guy gets busted for weed and the Ray Rice suspension was only this. And you're like, okay, but, but this is what the NFL is allowed to do with the Ray Rice situation, and this is what they did. And then ultimately, by the way, Ray Rice didn't play again. So the suspension that everybody wanted for Ray Rice, like, you got it. It may have not been in the memo, but you got it. You got that suspension. And so anybody that suggests, like, well, like, how, how do you debate some of these awful things that happen and then go, yeah, that's, that feels like six games. Ooh, that's a little nastier. Maybe it's nine. Because everybody's afraid to be like, okay, this bad thing happened. What's, what's the right number of games for somebody to be suspended? And I always feel like there's, there's, a, there's a line of like how far you can be suspended where I'm like, okay, that seems high. So with Ja, as dumb as this stuff keeps, <laughs> keeps happening, that it, that, that's happening, like if it's half the season, Colin, that's, that's insane to me. But nobody would want to say like, well, I think, I think 20 games is too – and you're like, wait, so that means you think what Jaw's been doing is good? No! Like, I, like, I think everything he's done is 
impossibly stupid here. And there's probably more that we don't even know about. But the way this was teased by the NBA and Silver being like, hey, this time around, and then the way it gets talked about in our circles of like, could it be a season? Could it be a season? Like, are you kidding? But I think some of us that are on the other side of not even uh, not having punishment handed out, like none of us want to seem light on it to then seem like we're okay with the acts that led to the punishment in the first place. Right. So um, I remember during the Boston Miami series, I said, it just seems like I remember my take was it feels like Boston has way more good players, but Spo will win two games. So it's a six game series. Spo's going to just steal two wins. Well, it was probably three. But then I started thinking as I watched them, have I overvalued Boston's talent and undervalued Miami? So let me ask you for a guy that watches more basketball than anybody I know that doesn't work in the league. Is Miami just more talented than any of us want to admit? No. <laughs> I, you know, I, I know it's, it, we have a really hard time when there are results. And you're like, all right, well, this, this happened, so that means that all this stuff happened, okay? If you took Miami's roster and Boston's roster and handed it out in a dispersal draft, like, you wouldn't all of a sudden be taking more Miami players than Boston players. And that really speaks to, one, how prepared Miami is. They're smarter than everybody. They're tougher than everybody. You know, Butler is wired a certain way that you want him closing your games. But some weird stuff has happened along the way. Caleb Martin scored more points in the Eastern Conference Finals than any undrafted player has ever scored in the Finals or Conference Finals since the modern draft going back to 1967. <laughs> Miami had a negative point differential in the regular season. The last team to make it to the NBA Finals with that stat was, I think, the 1959 Minneapolis Lakers. <laughs> all right? They, <laughs> they have a negative point differential for the, through the first three quarters of all of their quarters so far in the playoffs, but are like plus 90 in the fourth. Yeah. So what happens is, is, is the rules for what we do are like, wait, they keep beating everybody. That means that means that they're actually way more talented. Yeah, but like clearly Caleb Martin has something to him at times. And then Gabe Vidson picks him up. Then Max Struess hits a million shots. We all like Bam. We like Jimmy. But they've lost like two rotation guys throughout this, and they're mixing and matching it, and they're still here where they're tied in the NBA Finals. So I like to look at it this way. It's okay to suggest that this is really special. Yeah. Okay. But it can't be both special and almost unprecedented in my NBA watching career yeah. if they pull this off. If they pull this off. And even getting to this point, it can't be special but also to be expected. Because if it were expected, that it wouldn't be special. And that's what this is right now. If they pull this off, Colin, I think it's the most unlikely title run of, of the 40 years that I've been watching the sport. Yeah. The, um, Frank Vogel got a job with the Suns. It didn't bother me because I think he's good with bigs and they got to figure out DeAndre Ayton. And I think he'll probably be good for the room. He's not a confrontational guy. It, something was wrong with the culture and Monty and Ayton. And I like Monty, but it just wasn't working. What do you make of the people that go, oh, here's another retread. Here's his fourth job. What do you make of that? Uh, coaching hires are a lot like relationships, right? Whatever you did or didn't have in the past, you, you know, you're thinking about the next one. Like you always used to tell me about your dating life and you were like, <laughs> you know, like she doesn't respect me. I need somebody who's going to respect <laughs> me in the future. And I was like, well, look, some of your takes are spicy. And 
you know, if you're going to bring this home, if you're going to bring the work home with the takes, yeah. you know, anyways, but I, you, you're happy now and everything's good. That's and I right. I be happier for you as a friend. Uh, extreme close-up on the shot today, I'm noticing, by the way. Anyway, uh, <laughs> when you have a new coach who doesn't have experience before, it's almost like a lock. You're going to go back to the coach that has experience. And what we had in the 22 to 21 cycles, we had seven head coaches, I believe, that were hired that had no previous head coaching experience. So the cool thing, going back to the summer of 21 and a couple hires in 22 were, okay, who's the long-term assistant who's never gotten his shot? Who's the new young assistant that everybody thinks is awesome that we're going to give him his shot? And I think the counter to that, again, you don't, I don't think people understand how quickly these guys are fired. Do you really, Taylor Jenkins has the fifth longest tenure in the NBA as a head coach, and he was hired four years ago. Okay? <laughs> that's, that's nuts. So all of these guys are getting fired no matter what anyway, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. But I think what we're seeing, even if you want to go specific to like Quinn Snyder left Utah, there are a bunch of places that wanted him to be the head coach. That's right. Vogel should have never been fired. I'm happy Darvin Ham finally got his chance. But the idea that any of the Westbrook stuff was Vogel's fault, remember that old – that old tale being told, be like, yeah. oh yeah, now that now that Vogel's gone, he'll figure Westbrook out. No, that was it. Would, so Vogel never should have been fired in the first place. And Nurse, even though it feels like it ran its course in Toronto, I'm telling you, the list is not very long of guys ahead of him. That when other teams are talking about like looking at special things that teams do, well, that Nurse teams did in Toronto, and the way he would prep his team up for certain matchups. They were like nurse is is like head of the class when it comes to that. So it feel it can feel a little retready ish, but really I think what we're doing is we're entering a new cycle of teams going. You know what? Actually, let me just bring in somebody who has a lot of experience and nurse. You know, I think the job itself it's just hard to have this job a long time, even if you're doing a good job. All right, buddy. Good seeing you. Maybe I should make my way down to the beach and hang out with you. A couple couple beers coming up soon. All right. Return my text. Well. I don't know. When the sun comes out, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it, buddy. Ryan Rosillo. See you. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.